Welcome to the season six wrap-up episode of What I Did Next from ANT Media. I'm Malak Fuad. As we come to the end of season six, I'm joined by the show's producer, Shirag Desai, to look back at our latest lineup of guests. As always, we cast our eyes back to the highlights of the season, pulling out common threads among our guests, as well as more general observations and insights from our recent conversations. We also discuss the issue of crisis management. This is discussed in the context of the Gaza war, the global economic downturn, and other challenges. This is a big picture conversation that impacts all of us and comes on the heels of discussions I've had recently with friends about concurrent crises happening around the world. Well, hello again, Malak. Hi, Shirag. How are you doing? Yeah, we're um, a little bit surprisingly so at the end of the season, end of the year. <laughs> there's <laughs> lots uh, lots happening to some degree, I can't I believe that the, the year has gone by really, really fast. It has. I think um, so too, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just floored at how fast the year has gone. And then, of course, the fact that we're at the end of season six is is quite unbelievable for me. So It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. We were getting shocked at episode 50 and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> 50's come, 50's gone. You know? That's right. Like, that's right. It's quite something, yeah. yeah. So, um, as always, I mean, you know, we we try and catch up towards the end of the season to kind of see how the season went. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to mention this time, so of course we talk about pivots with our guests, right? I thought what was interesting this season is it was the other kind of pivot. It was the active choice pivot, so to speak. Both of our sort of ending episodes, as we look at Yusra, um, who first of all, like amazing, right? Like <laughs> you got to interview her and, and, and speak to her about her career. Uh, but, you know, when you mentioned to her about Shaheen and, and sort of their, it was a director-actor combination that obviously, you know, is legendary. Uh, you know, she mentioned how she was so keen on working with him because she knew uh, if she could succeed with him, it would define her career. I said to myself, if I flop with Shaheen, then I'm a loser. So either I succeed with this gentleman or not. Mm. My core was to succeed with the most difficult person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then everything else would be easy. Yes. And then similarly, we had Rami uh, Adib, who um, moved to Canada for high school. And again, it was an active choice, right? So he was obviously very young when he did this. You saw the same way, right? She was in her early 20s. Rami, even younger, he was in high school. So I thought it was really interesting that we had these examples of people actively making choice very early in life to change the course of their careers. I just want to go back a step because just before we hit the record button on this episode, I just told you that I was a bit at a loss um, at the beginning of this wrap up and how in previous uh, seasons, we had some very clear patterns and clear impressions that came out of the season and um, how somehow there was this magical thread that seemed to tie guests to each other without even us consciously trying to um, place those guests in the same season. It mm -hmm. just organically happened like season five, where we had this very strong sense of identity that came through from a lot of our guests. Yep. But your observation about this season is, is very, very interesting. And I hadn't, I hadn't considered it at all. But it's true. I mean, we all make, at some point in our lives, very conscious decisions about something, whether it's a, a personal choice, whether we decide that's a person I'm going to get married to, 
whether we decide that's the job I'm going to leave because it's not mm -hmm. making me happy or I'm better off in a different career. These are all conscious moves we make. And I think that that's a very strong current that did come out this season. I was looking at it much more superficially. What connects all these people that we've had in this season? We've had some really very diverse group of people. We've had Imran Ahmed, his uh, company, the business of fashion, um, covers the Middle East. Obviously, it covers the global. Ways, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he created his own path within fashion, which hadn't been there before. So that was interesting. And then, as you mentioned, you already mentioned Yosra and Rami. We saw it also with Mo Hevzi. Mo could have taken an easy route and worked in the family business. Um, obviously, Nadine Abdel Ghaffar, similar. She crafted uh, her own path in the art and a heritage world. And it was a path that hadn't been there before. She was a trailblazer in that in that department she was one of the people who who i who i also marked in the same thing because uh you know she talked about uh while she was in university she started a business on the side that was in the art space yes. because she was very clear she wanted to be in art but she saw this opportunity you know it had to do with the the the, the wallpaper the paint a paint company yeah, it was the wall paint um for the interior stuff she saw it she took a course in it uh she pitched the guy to say hey how about i become your rep yep, <laughs> yep. in egypt and it's a, those are they're so interesting because they're not to me they're not what i would call like reactionary pivots right they're not in no, response exactly. to a situation it's just there is an opportunity and i want it right and then we obviously have magdi aoub who's in a category all his own on potentially every level <laughs> of yeah. uh, pivot points um you know life saving career uh, that's his mission. That's his vocation. Huge impact uh, as well. Yeah. Huge, huge. And then very interestingly, we have someone like Amina Nagib, who on paper would look very different to the rest of them, but actually also very consciously crafted um, uh, her own path and then went from a very, has been in a very successful space, which is the, the fitness space in Egypt, um, and then is now reassessing how she wants to be within that space. So it's been a very interesting mix of people. Um, but yeah, as you said, Shirag, this thread of uh, conscious pivots is there throughout. When you look at someone like like Dr. Magda Yakub, right? Like for me, I mean, he's just a stalwart, right? Like there's no, you know, you don't really have to. I think you start to some degree, I would also maybe put in the film industry in her category the same way. I think they just have so much experience. You know, you almost with them, you almost feel like of course, they knew they were going to become a doctor, which he says, right? He was he decided he was going to be a doctor at three, which is, to me, just hearing that is nuts. Like, I, I can't imagine that. And I love that. I, I love uh, watching that, it, especially in contrast to not just previous guests, but, you know, sort of our own journeys, right? We kind of look back and saying, I had no idea what I was going to do when I was three. So it's Absolutely. And, you know, I'm in, in, in a bigger picture. I'm always in awe. And I've mentioned it in many of the interviews over yes, the last have. few years. People who know what they want from a young age, yeah. something that I've never been able to do. Um, it's it's quite um, quite impressive, you know, to know at a young age what you want to do, go for it, have no doubts, and then keep going down that path yeah. and wake up every morning with enthusiasm ready to go. I mean, that's a doctor for you. Doctors are like that, you know, Yeah, they are. being a person of, um, you know, some sort of religious figure, uh, an imam or a priest, 
you know, it's a vocation. It's just something in you that you you just you don't doubt it. It's just there. And we've we've actually talked about this in in previous wrap ups, right? Sort of this, the line between the personal and the professional is pretty blurry in these cases, right? Like we have. Yes. You're a doctor, but you identify as a doctor. It's your personality. It's not just your profession, um, as you mentioned. And you don't switch heads, off. So same way. You, you don't, don't just say off, at five exactly. o'clock, I'm not a doctor anymore because I have to go to a dinner. That's not how it works. Well, in, do- in Dr. Yakub's case, he's not doing that at 3 a.m. He's getting up and reading Absolutely. research at 3 a.m. So he doesn't even stop at five. You obviously don't need much sleep. I do, actually. <laughs> how do you manage that? I go to bed relatively early. Uh, but I wake up just after midnight or one o'clock, and instead of wanting to go back to sleep, uh, I start reading and enjoying myself. And uh, I found over the years that that's a very, very good time, productive time when things are quiet and uh, I, yeah. my mind is even working much faster than during the day. Interestingly, what I find, the older the guest, obviously the more they've done. And so the more they're able to look back, I don't know if this is a generalization or if it's if it's actually something we can go back and quantify, but the older the guest, the more they've done, the more they're able to look back and think of those pivot points and think of those milestones with some distance as well. When you're younger, you you notice the changes or you notice those stepping stones, but you might not realize how important they are. Um, but when you do look back with a bit of distance and age, you are able to say, oh, that was really, really important to me or that really marked a change in my life. I think there is a certain amount of reflection that starts entering your sort of mental space as you grow older. Mm-hmm. So so I think it's it's just something that comes with time. Um, and so when you have someone like a, like a Yusra or Dr. Yakub, yeah. they're at those stages of their career where now they're, they're not just giving back, they've gone past giving back also, yeah. right? <laughs> but the flip side of that is that I think that um, COVID was a game changer for everyone, Absolutely. regardless yeah. of mm-hmm. age. And so that made people literally stop. And that's regardless of age. So, um, you know, that's that has been younger people have been affected by that. And I think the people who are very self-aware are able to make whatever changes they want to make, you know. We'll continue our wrap up right after this break. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our bonus episodes, available exclusively for subscribers. On each bonus episode, I take a deeper dive into my guests' industries, and I share some extra parts from our conversation. For example, actor and comedian Rami Youssef told me about his thoughts on cancel culture, and ex-anchor and now author Hala Gorani told me her thoughts on the future of journalism. All of these great stories are only available on our bonus episodes, so subscribe now to unlock this amazing extra content. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts by clicking the subscribe button or on our website and get instant access to all our bonus episodes with a two-week free trial. And now, back to the show. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our bonus episodes, available exclusively for subscribers. On each bonus episode, I take a deeper dive into my guests' industries, and I share some extra parts from our conversation. 
For example, you can find out more about the screenwriting process with acclaimed filmmaker Mo Hevzi, or about the luxury design industry with Monez and Ayad Raouf, the sisters behind Ochtin. All of these great stories are only available on our bonus episodes, so subscribe now to unlock this amazing extra content. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts by clicking the subscribe button or on our website and get instant access to all our bonus episodes with a two-week free trial. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Malak Fouad, and you're listening to our season wrap-up episode with my producer, Shirag Desai. The other thing I wanted to mention uh, also was, uh, and it has a lot to do with the fact that we're doing these bonus episodes, um, is I'm actually really liking the deep dives we're able to do into professions now a little bit more than we were. Um, and I think it's it's just allowing us a little bit more space to, to not just to ask the questions, but the questions were always being asked, uh, but to allow allow it to be a little bit more of conversation around those things. So I think it's been, it's been I'm actually really enjoying those parts. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I think personally for me, uh, this season, Mo Hebsey's was interesting, but it's only because it's also interesting to me personally, yeah. um, where he talks about sort of the, the concept of producing for other people and how to put on that hat. And so it's just really interesting to get that kind of insight from someone who's, who's definitely you know, who has such a tremendous amount of experience. As an interviewer, it has allowed me not to have to rush through uh, their journey because, you know, yeah. when because we have the bonus episode now, we have a venue for the more in-depth material that's come out of it. That's not necessarily specifically linked to our theme or the theme of the show, but is such valuable information and such great um uh, great, you know, it's such a great conversation that I'm really glad that we've been able to incorporate that and include it. Um, and as you mentioned, Mo's episode was was great, um, as well as Amina's. Amina's also her bonus was was really interesting. I think across every season, we've had all of these great minds opine on things like social media, right, and how they see what the, what the, what the impact of social media on society. Um, things like tech and AI, of course. So it's been really nice that we we get these insights. Absolutely. Um, so so that's been that's been actually it's been fun. I think, like I said, that this season we've had a chance to kind of now it's part of our programming, uh, which yeah. has been so it's a lot more yeah. structured and we're allowing for a lot more space for it. Unlike previous seasons, that's been for me that's been a nice thing with the season as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. My last note, well, with regards to the the season itself, was kind of a standout episode, which I wanted to give a shout out to. I know you've already mentioned her, but um, well, it was the episode with with Amina. For me, it was a first, right? Because it was the first time we had a guest on who had this very critical pivot that was also a pivot for you. Right? So it was this yeah. interesting tie-in between the two of you. So, so far, it's always been, uh, yes, of course, these are great conversations, but you're, you're still an interviewer. It's interesting you say that because for me, I was very conscious not to overstep because it's her story yeah there was a lot more i could have said but i i didn't want to um but yes we are very linked we're also very linked because you know we're where our families are so close so there's yeah. that as well but yeah we shared a, an important moment um that was quite traumatic very traumatic for her and her family less traumatic for me but but also marked me in in a way um, course, yeah. my children were with me that that day as well and that was um, you know I was very uh, aware of how would they be a few days later a week later would it leave an impact on them 
Um, and luckily it didn't. Um, but, and I think, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I have a feeling her kids were okay as well. And I think that's probably a question of youth. Um, you know, in a way, sometimes children are able to just assimilate things and not delve too much on them. Whereas adults overthink and think so much about what's happened. And, um, so it leaves more of a trace. I, I don't know. I, 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 as I said, I can't speak for her children, but in my case, I was lucky that my kids were okay. Uh, that's true. That. Uh, but I would add that I think it also has to do with, um, with the way that uh, the two of you responded as well. And I think that sets, uh, maybe not as an example, but that sets the a space for, uh, for that. Right. I mean, you guys talked about it in the episode as well, right. Where, Amina mentioned that her husband was absolutely insistent that they take that route again with the kids and, and kind of sort of, you know, almost like push past the fear. Prior to that, my kids wouldn't get into a car in Cairo. They were they were very like shocked and afraid. So we did that. We got into the car. We took the same drive. It was, uh, yeah, I was anxious the whole time. Other than that, we also had to deal with a way of living or sort of am I going to just pretend it never happened and move on how am I going to shift and and what I like and to teach my kids because I always feel like the kids will learn most from what they see not just what they learn and I assessed my whole life and realized um I wasn't living I was on a treadmill I was just working uh making sure they were fed uh, that they went to school, that they were healthy, that they were all the check, 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 check boxes. And I just decided that I just didn't want to live that way anymore. And I was also very um, privileged that she spoke about it on my show for the first time. Yeah. She, you know, she hasn't spoken about it before. Um, her close friends are aware of the sort of learning journey she's on, mm -hmm. but it's not something she's spoken about um in a in a wider context so so we were quite i was quite lucky to get to get her to speak from an impactful episode point of view and from someone yeah. that left uh, a mark i think it was uh, it was great uh, there, there was a lot of inspiration to take away from it too it's funny you say that because hatim my husband listens to each each show and he doesn't hear them ahead so he right. doesn't hear them you know once you and i have, are done with the edits he hears them in his podcast player like everyone else and he mm -hmm. you know on his way to the gym or whatever and um, he said to me, his the two fa his favorite two episodes of the season were Amina and Rami. Right. And you know they are not household names; they are not your star. But he found their stories very, very moving. Um, and that's what I love about what I did next, because you know we're able to bring in people who are not well known, don't have a profile, public profile. Um, but whose stories really do leave an impact. And then you also have the, the very well-known people like the Megdi uh, who, who is who are also leaving an impact and whose stories are unbelievable as well. So yeah. I like that mix of, of uh, well-known people and people who are not known. And, and I think that's really, for me, that's the essence of the show, actually. And that's that's what I love. I love to have that mix. I, that's one of my very conscious 
I, that's how I, I consciously select guests for each, each yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm glad you said that season. because I was about to point out that it isn't, again, it's not something that just happens by chance. There no, is a, there's no, a conscious element to absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and I think, and I know we've, we've sort of highlighted that uh, previously as well, that it's not limited to just, um, uh, like you said, well, let's call them household names and not so yeah, much household exactly. names, but it's also across industries, it's across the region. Um, and we do it at a seasonal level, but it also happens at a show level to a degree. Um, where we're able to take these different stories, almost bring them to a level, right, with terms of saying, okay, let's look at the pivots, let's look at uh, the, those impactful moments, and everybody has them, which is something we keep, we keep reciting right at the start of every episode. Um, and, then, and then now uh, we, we're sitting here in the wrap-up looking at threads between the different pivots, right? So I think it's, it's this interesting um, space where we get to be a little bit inspired, but we get to learn and we get to see how people react to things and um, you know, hopefully it leaves uh, it leaves an impression like to say, OK, well, you know, maybe I can take the step. So that can be one way. Or uh, when you're looking at a situation that's been difficult to say, look, I mean, you know, here's a, a whole host of people who bounce back from different kinds of situations. Um, so there's always space to bounce back, you know. Yeah. And and just the human capacity for for um, reinvention and and. And finding new footings again is—it's always amazing to me. You know, uh, people really do bounce back from from really dire situations and are able to craft a new vision, um, find a new way to live. And I'm—I'm I'm always amazed by that. It's just—I find that very inspirational. I think also, uh, and this kind of links to, uh, a little bit to the next thing we want to talk about. But there's also this kind of like there aren't black and white answers to everything right and not everybody has the answers to everything as well you know most of our our conversations are about people who figured it out right not that oh i knew exactly what to do in a certain situation right yeah uh, well, let's take the same example we just used with the user and shaheen uh, yes she realized it was a pivotal moment yes she went and grabbed it but how does she open the story she ran away from him because she was like oh my god this is scary right yeah um it's it's not everybody nobody has the answers actually and i think that that's uh, and I think that that's really interesting that that's keep that keeps coming back to be like, okay, I figured it out like this, right? I did this to figure that out. Uh, I mean, you have someone at one end, like an Imran, who he, he does that based on data, right? There, he's sitting and he's he's created a research division now within his company where they're going and looking at all of these different pieces of data and surveying and understanding what people want and then showing up and then doing that. And then you have, like I said just now, like you have yeah, these emotional responses to things, right? And that's all. They're all okay. Yeah, right? there's yeah. a whole spectrum. Definitely. No, and I think the bottom line is like with everything in life, everything is trial and error. So, depends on the degree of it. But some of us, you know, try things many times until we we land on what we want. Other people don't have to try things many times; they land on it immediately. But yeah, that's 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 the human condition, I guess. Right. That's also for me. It's a takeaway from the show. Right. We, you speak to. Like again, let's let's use the same nomenclature: right? the household names, the non-household names, and they all come out with the same thing, right? Where we found this, we saw it, we looked at it. We're resilient enough. We are positive enough. We're gonna figure it out, mm -hmm. um, and and then and they're happy to share that journey, which is which yeah. is wonderful. Speaking of not having the answers to things, um, <laughs> I think one of the things we, you know, uh, that's how I've actually titled this section because that that's uh, as I was reflecting back on it. Um, that was the feeling, right? Is I, I think we just didn't have, nobody had answers. We were, we were figuring it out. But one of the things we also want to talk about uh, is that obviously this season, um, you know, we had 
um, quite a pivotal moment that was happening in the region. Um, and we also had to look at um, what we're doing as a business in terms of how we're communicating, what we're putting out. Um, so maybe I just maybe let's start by getting a little bit of your thoughts about how you're feeling. As our guests know, or as our audience knows, we don't talk politics on the show. You know, very clear demarcation lines for me when I began the show. No religion, no politics. Um, you know, it was very much, I wanted it to be a positive show. That was always the the outlook for me. And I think we've achieved that. But um, this season, we have had to deal with external forces that were beyond our control. And I just want to address that a little bit. Like a lot of businesses in the region, we've been impacted by the crisis. And this is my old PR hat coming on. Um, uh, crisis management is a very hard thing to navigate. And each crisis is different. There's no manual. There's no guidebook. Um, there's no standardized uh, way to handle it. Our social media team had advised us that a lot of their clients, regardless of what the client was, were taking a step back from social media. They were not doing any promotional work. A lot of our interviews had taken place well before uh, the war began. All of them, in fact, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Um, our strategy was to go ahead and publish, um, and do basic, um, social media posts, but not do any additional promotion against any of it. So we laid very low, um, compared to what we normally do. Um, and you know, that was a call we made. Um, now every business will have been impacted. Our business will have been impacted. And I think we'll only know how much in a few months time, because obviously we have to review things. Um, we go, you know, with hindsight. Um, but it was a very difficult period and, you know, we're not the only ones. A lot of people around us felt it. Um, so yeah, these are things we have to navigate. There are things we have to juggle and be nimble about. And uh, to a large extent, we have to take in our stride. That's reality. And it's difficult. It's difficult because you're having to think on your feet. You're having to make decisions that, you know, there's a domino effect. Um, but we felt we did the right thing. Um, we, you know, we wanted to be respectful of the situation. And obviously, you know, this is a very, very small business, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, being wanting to move up and wanting to to grow as a, as a business is very very tricky in this environment. And you know, it's like one step forward and five steps back. That's been my experience in the last, not just with this crisis, but with the larger economic situation that we're facing, specifically in Egypt. You know, a lot of things you you want to take one step forward. And you put one, you, you dangle one foot in the water to see what the temperature is and you realize it's not the time. So you have to go back again. And it's, it, it can be disheartening, um, but that's the reality of it. And we just have to keep going and, and, you know, trust in the process and trust that when the time is right, things will unfold organically. I think you have, like you said, you trust in the process, you trust in the people around you to kind of uh, debate and, and make the right calls. 
um, and and then you learn along the way, right? And um, yes, to some degree, you can learn just by seeing what others are doing. But uh, but I think one of the things at some point you have to stick back towards what your brand stands for, what you are trying to do, and it, it's not. You know, everything's not the same. Everything's not cookie cutter, right? Yeah. Um, so there are, uh, you know, and, and we saw that during this process, right? Like different people, uh, all of whom are in the content space in some way, and I'll generalize that way, all took different approaches to this. Yeah. Right? And I don't think there was a, there was a wrong approach somewhere in there. Uh, but everybody took the approach that they felt was right. Uh, and similarly, I think you, you have to kind of keep going back to that. Um, one of the things I talk about quite often is sort of having a purpose when you begin. I say that for shows, I say that for companies and all of that. Um, and I think the reason to have that is situations like this. Is This is where you have to go back to that book and say, okay, how does this align? Does it align or does it not align? And if it doesn't align, what do we need to do, right? Well, we, we're not going to get into all of those different sort of uh, decision paths we took and the choices we made, but you know, there were more than once it's happened, right, where we we discussed an option and then we reflected on it and then either you came back and said, you know, I don't feel good about doing X or, or I don't yeah. I don't like this option. Um, and, and sometimes I did, right? Where I came back and said, sure. no, I don't think this is this is how we should do it. Um, and so, yeah, and so I think, uh, you know, it comes down to being this whole, uh, this, I know it's an overused word today, but it's, you know, staying, staying authentic to yourself, staying authentic to your brand and your purpose. I think that the reason about that, this is where those things get tested. Again, it's also important, you know, why we, you mentioned the social media team advising us something. I mean, why we started working with them was because they're, what they were doing, what we're doing was aligning well, right? And so today we're able to sort of lean on their expertise to say, okay, how do you feel about it? What are other people in the space doing? Can we learn from it? Does it align with us? And if it does, great, then that's what we'll do. And I and I think that the key in any crisis management scenario is being nimble, um, being able to um, address situations on a continuing basis. So not mm -hmm. make a decision and then say, I've made the decision. You right. know, you're always going to go back and say, okay, now what? Today is different. Is there another approach? Do we amend it? Do we change it? Do we do we tweak it? Um, so I think that was key that we had that communication amongst ourselves always open um, and keeping an eye on things and making sure that what we were doing was appropriate, that we were not overstepping. Um, so I think that that definitely is something we did. Um, and as you said, being aligned as a team makes a big difference, you know, We've now all been working together for a couple of years, right? I mean, you and I from the beginning, but Correct, with yeah, the yeah. social media team, it's been a couple of years. And, yeah, it's been and, two years, yeah. Yeah, and they understand what the show's about. They get super excited when there's a, a special guest that they want to hear from, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of synergy there. And uh, and so, yeah, it works well. And we take their advice on on a lot of what's happening. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that brings us to the end of, um, well, I, I'm still kind of, you know, processing the end of 2023 here, but yes, that brings <laughs> us to the end of the season for now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as always, it was good talking. I like I like doing these catch-ups there. Um, I think they, they give us a little bit of a moment to reflect as well. Um, and yeah, to everybody, you know, have a, have a good, safe holiday uh, season. And uh, yeah, see you next year. Thank you, everyone. And we look forward to seeing you uh, in March 2024. Thank you for joining us today. We'll have one more episode next week with our partners EFG Holding, and we'll be back with a new season in March of next year. 
Until then, you can catch all our previous episodes on your favorite podcast player and enjoy some of the longer clips on YouTube. You can also follow us for updates on Instagram, X, and on LinkedIn. Just search for what I did next. See you soon.